everyone, and welcome to On Wednesdays We Watch One Tree Hill, the podcast where a bunch of nostalgic millennials sit around and talk about a TV show from the early 2000s that they either grew up with or have never seen before in their entire lives. As always, I'm one of your co-hosts, Brody, and with me, as always, is Jesse. I'm very upset. And Caitlin. And I'm not sorry. <laughs> and today we are talking about season four, episode 15 of One Tree Hill, titled Prom Night at Hater High, which, fun fact, is a song by The Long Winters. And this episode was directed by Paul Johansson. Yes, it was. Listen, this episode had extremely high probability of becoming my favorite episode of one tree hill ever until the last, until the last seconds. 30 seconds yep <laughs> no less than that three yeah. seconds it's yeah yeah it's about a five second thing but we'll get to that we'll get to that <laughs> so but here we go we're opening on two years ago at nathan's house so if we remember kids from last episode the big bombshell that Brooke and Nathan slept together and Nathan videotaped it two years ago, their sophomore year of high school. Sophomores making sex tapes. Yep. Only oh, in Tree Hill. Age. Only in Tree Hill do 16 year olds make sex tapes. <sighs> oh, God. Probably yeah, probably not. not. Tree Hill, yeah, probably not. Tree Hill is a plot line. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so, anyway, we open the episode on two years earlier at their sophomore year while Nate at Nathan's house, they're partying. Nathan is taking a body shot off of Bevan while Peyton is pissed at him for taking a body shot off of Bevan. And she yells at him for not only doing that, but apparently making out with half the cheerleading squad that night at the party and breaks up with him right then and there again. You know, one of the many times that we've heard that they broke up and got back together. So we've she seen up with them break up more than once, exactly. like in both flashbacks and real time. Exactly. Can we also so discuss. What they did to Nathan's hair. They did the best they could. They did the best they could. The horrendous wig I've ever seen in my entire life. (laughs) So bad. It was so bad. They did the best they could with the budget they had. But yeah, whatever. This is season four. They have a budget. But I don't even think that's a wig. I think they just actually restyled his hair in a different way to make it seem like it was before. Because it's the same length of hair. It's just styled differently. Oh, yeah. And it's styled terribly. Yes, it is. In preparation for becoming a father, he took Dan's season two helmet and put it on his head. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, yes. But this was two years ago. Yes. So season two. Right? No, no, for the no, this is, I, this I is, know, this I'm is, just saying this is before season. the actual show. Listen, yes, I, I understand I was making a joke because we're in season four and two it years ago. And I know it didn't. That's why I'm explaining it now. It makes jokes funnier. <laughs> Great. Moving on swiftly here. So after nope. Peyton, after dark, nothing is swift. <laughs> Dear Lord, help us all. Anyway, like after Peyton breaks <laughs> After Peyton breaks up with Nathan, he flops down on the couch next to a very drunk Brooke who is finishing off another beer. And he says, Peyton dumped him. And Brooke says, I'm drunk. And they look at each other. And the next thing we see is them go into town on each other. As they go into his room, they're making out and kissing and taking clothes off and they're going to hook up. And Nathan turns on the camera that's in his room and Brooke's like, what are you doing? He's like, don't worry, we're going to have some fun. And she's like, okay, cool. Just erase it afterwards. And he's like, no problem. 
he obviously didn't erase it. Can we talk about it. the fact that he had that camera ready to go? Like, yeah, it was already so set dead. up. He's so like, dead. What? Was Nathan Scott the original OnlyFans? Maybe. It's before and Peyton. Peyton got the idea from him? I mean, maybe. <laughs> Where was he putting the videos, though? He was taping over basketball videos and putting them under his parents' TV. Like, Who knows? Uh, and I don't want to know. Don't want to think nope. about it. Nope, yeah, on. I don't want to think about it any more than we have to. Nope. 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 So we cut to the present and... It kind of does a really cool shot where it's it's Nathan and Brooke hooking up like in real time in the flashback. And then it fades into the video that we're watching in present day. And Peyton looks at the video, silently looks at the video, then looks at Brooke, slowly walks over to Brooke and punches her in the face. Thank God. Because I love Brooke Davis. I do. But she's had that coming for a season and a half. Uh huh. Yeah. Yes. So then we cut to the next morning where Brooke is checking out the black eye that Peyton gave her (laughs) as Rachel gives her some frozen peas to put on it, which I think that's a little past the point of putting frozen peas on it. You should do that like immediately. Right. I'm not a doctor, but whatever. (laughs) It's Rachel. She's trying. She's trying. Hey, she's she's trying to be supportive friend girl. And I'm here for supportive friend girl, Rachel. Um, And they have a little conversation where Rachel tells her that she has to go get her punishment from Turner for stealing the tests. And so Brooke's like, well, do you want me to come along? And she's like, no, because I'm just going to flirt my way out of it. Like I always do. And a black eye is not sexy. So you can stay home. During this interaction, Rachel also um, says, well, Brooke, now we know you can answer the burning question. Who's actually the big brother. And I'm like, yes, "Yes, I would also like to know the answer to this. (laughs) question please yes yes she can yes Brooke can't answer that yes she does she's mortified about it but she can answer it yep 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 so as rachel leaves lucas comes in um because he wants to check on uh brooke obviously and brooke explains to lucas that she was really drunk that night and nathan and peyton had just broke up and she's really sorry and blah 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 blah. and lucas is like yeah yeah yeah, cool whatever don't really care doesn't affect me that much um but she asks if peyton is still angry and lucas says well she was when he left her last night but it could be worse she could be nathan right now (laughs) and and we cut to nathan who is sitting outside of a door begging Haley to come out and Haley comes out of another room, not the one he's actually standing in front of. So great, whatever. Um, And she asks him why he never told her about Brooke. And Nathan explains that it was before they were dating and it didn't matter to him at all. He's a different person since then. And Haley doesn't buy it and really even asks him why he kept the tape and if he even used it. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) We're we're all as grossed out as Haley's right now. Yes. Yep. So then Haley's like, nope, I have to leave now because I have to go help decorate for prom as a favor to, oh, guess what? Brooke. <laughs> so Haley leaves. Just as Haley, Deb you're gets- such a good friend. Haley's because such a good friend. Because if I were friend. Haley, I would have said, fuck you, I'm staying home. Oh, right? yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But as Haley leaves, Deb comes home to see the house in complete disarray <laughs> from the party the night before. And Deb, sweet, sweet, sober Deb, says, Nathan, I'm so sorry. I didn't realize I'd left the house in this condition. And Nathan, being that maniacal genius that he is, goes, whatever, mom, just clean it up. See, I hated this. 
<laughs> I did too, but it's also hilarious. I hated it because uh, it was such a damn thing to do. I know. <laughs> like Nathan oh. has come so far and has worked so hard to it's... not be exactly like his father. No, I know. And that is absolutely something Dan would have done. So I hated they, every second of it. They, like they I didn't did, even think it was funny. They did it for a punchline. It, it, yeah. I, I did laugh. I did too. It's amusing. <laughs> it's funny. I, it, yeah. Yeah, is, is it Nathan at all? No, it, no, I totally get what you're saying too, honey. But th- they did it for a laugh, and it worked for me. <laughs> it was just how I think it was the sincerity that she had when, yes, like she's like, oh, oh yeah, the God. fact that she thought it was her, yeah, yeah, that was funny. Which yeah. I mean, to be fair, all of the booze they had at the party were hers to begin with. They were just yep. cleverly hidden throughout the house. So they were just I helping mean, her in her journey to sobriety. Exactly. Exactly. So, you know, it's, it's fine. It's fine. Yes. So then, then we get Lucas coming over to see Peyton and he asks if she's still mad, um, which she is obviously. And she's less than enthused about the prospect of prom tonight. And, they have a little bit of a conversation and Lucas lets slip that he just saw Brooke and Peyton's like, you saw Brooke before you saw me. And she's super pissed and kicks him out. Even though Lucas is like on the way out, he's like, I'm sorry, but she was on the way. I wanted to see, I'm, I'm really sorry. Like I'm sorry. Oh, yeah. Okay. He's so stupid. He's so stupid. He's so stupid. He's lucky. He's pretty. He's got such a heart of gold and a brain full of mush. Really? Because he cares so not much, but he can't. thought behind those eyes. Nope. <laughs> nope. Not because a single Peyton thought under that. Because even says what we're all there. thinking. And she's like, do you ever side with the person you're dating? Exactly. <laughs> yeah. 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 Yep. Yep. So Ooh. then uh, Nathan starts the apology tour of, of Nathan's transgressions this episode. And he comes over to Brooks to talk. And he tells her he destroyed the tape. And apologizes to her and Brooke tells him it wasn't his fault as she she consented to every bit of everything going on that night. And both of them talk about how two years ago seems like a lifetime ago for both of them. And they've both changed so much since then. And Nathan apologizes again before he says he has to go make the rest of his apology rounds on his tour. Then we get a quick scene of Mouth leaving the voicemail for Shelly at the River Court. So he's still trying to get a hold of Shelly because obviously he was going to go to prom with her. Poor Mouth. Hi, Shelly. It's Mouth. Can you call me? It's Mouth. <laughs> right. Like, oh, Mouth. It's Mouth. Oh. <laughs> if you didn't know, it's Mouth. Uh, yeah. So then Brooke comes over to comes to the school to decorate for prom. And as she's sneakily trying to go behind balloons to avoid everybody, she runs smack dab into Haley. Haley just straight up asks her why she never told her about hooking up with Nathan. And Brooke says it was so long ago and she didn't know her then. And it didn't matter at all. And Bevan, sweet summer child Bevan, comes up behind Brooke and tries to help things by chiming in and saying, yeah, Nathan hooked up with tons of girls before, which makes Haley feel really great. And she storms off. Oh, that single line took away all the hard work she tried to do during the the class assignment episode by trying mm-hmm. to convince everyone she wasn't as dumb as we thought she was. Exactly. <laughs> took all the hard work that yeah. she tried to do. She's doing her best. Yeah. She, Bevan is doing her best, and we still love Bevan. Yes. We do. Then Peyton comes around and does my new favorite game, everybody. It's called Duck, Duck, Bitch. <laughs> 
where she goes down a line of girls and says, duck, 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 gets to Brooke and goes, bitch. It's great. I highly say, I highly, highly recommend everybody play duck, duck, bitch. Less controversial Um, than duck, duck, gray duck, it turns out. It's duck, duck, goose, (laughs) you Minnesota weirdos. I said Duck Duck Bitch is less controversial than it is. Duck it Duck Grey Duck. Do, do you know what Duck Duck Grey Duck is, Caitlin? Because we're going there. No, we've already gone here. And Have it's Duck Duck here? Goose. Thank you. Yes. We've okay, been great. We've seen this tree. We passed okay, it great. on the way to Albuquerque. <laughs> okay, great. Like, <laughs> I just wanted to double check because, I mean, we've got a perfect segue here with Duck Duck Bitch. So mm. I'm I'm in favor of Duck Duck Bitch taking over both of them. But that's just I'm me. Down. Yeah, I'm Absolutely. into it. Great. Great. I will teach all of my friends' children Duck, duck, bitch, instead of duck, duck, goose. They'll be thrilled. (laughs) Yes, we'll teach the youths. It's fine. So, yes, Brooke immediately tries to apologize to Peyton, but all Peyton wants to do is just punch her again. (laughs) I mean, valid. Um, And Brooke tries to say that Peyton isn't blameless and everything between them. And Peyton explains that Brooke cut her out of her life for kissing Lucas while he was with Brooke. And Brooke slept with Peyton's boyfriend behind her back. She calls her a backstabbing whore and goes to leave before running into Chase and saying good luck with his cheating girlfriend. To which Chase then immediately turns tail and runs away. Yep. Yep. He's a sweet boy and he should. (laughs) Who doggy? He he doesn't want into this. He's like more than I signed up for. Yep. Then, Then we go to Nathan who comes home. He, he originally went to the school to try to find Haley, but he, Found out she wasn't there anymore, so he comes home to find her going through all of the VHS tapes in the house because she wants to find every single tape he has because the idea of him brooking himself to him and Brooke creeps her out so much. Lest we forget that Nathan Scott used to be a porn fiend. (laughs) (laughs) Right? Dear God, yes. And in her, because obviously it's a whole thing. Haley's hysterical. She's pregnant. She's hormonal. That's what they're like going with with all of this. She's very erratic and things. And she tells him she wants a list of all the girls he's ever slept with. And he, in fact, he doesn't have to list them all. He can cross off Brooke Payton and her sister off the list because she already knows about those. And he says he doesn't want to make that list. And she says, fine. Then throws in the phone book and says, just cross off everyone in there you haven't slept with. I'm sure that'll take less time. <sighs> Haley was on fire. So she fire, was good. And I know that the, the angle here was that she's pregnant and hormonal. I would argue that she would be having this reaction even if she weren't pregnant and hormonal. Oh, yes. I just think she'd be less like weepy, cry, screamy about it. Oh, I don't. Oh, you don't? No. God, okay. no. Okay. After, again, after Nathan the porn fiend, no. <laughs> I would argue that this is the exact reaction she would have regardless of her current state of pregnant. Okay. I don't th- I don't think Nate would have gotten to see the weepy cry though. I think she would have been weepy cry to Luke and yes. ice and Nate s- out. Yes. Like, <laughs> yeah, she would have been icy or screamy to, to Nathan, cry weepy to Lucas. Yes. Yep. Yes, yes, yes. He would not have got the whole range of emotions there. He, um, boy howdy, he got all he of got them. All of them. <laughs> yes. Yes. Then Lucas comes back over to Peyton's to apologize and she forgives him. And she's holding up a white dress and a red dress. They're both obviously prom dresses. And Lucas says he likes the red dress. And Peyton immediately gets pissed because she says, of course you would. That's Brooke's dress. 
And Lucas asks why she has it, and Peyton says because then she doesn't have it. All aboard the salty ship. Oh, chugga. Nope. Chugga chugga is a train noise. Sorry. <laughs> yeah, I couldn't do an alliteration with train and salty. Sorry. That's all right. The salty steam engine. Choo choo, motherfucker. Choo choo. <laughs> it doesn't work. No, she's just the captain of the salt squad. There it is. Yes. Um, Yes. So he tries to reason with her about everything and say that, you know, that they did basically the same thing to Brooke before. But Peyton doesn't see it that way and asks him if he ever defends the person he's with. This is when she says that to him about that of like, do you ever defend the person you're actually dating? And he tells her that this is all completely beneath her. And Peyton's like, I don't care at all. (laughs) <laughs> yeah and he's like no i don't ever defend the correct person ever in my whole life never right. have i ever <laughs> god yeah so then mouth comes to the school to check on brooke and brooke starts venting him to mouth about everything and when um he's like is there anything i can do then and she's like yeah you can push peyton in front of a bus and he's like i'm just gonna go over there then okay thanks bye <laughs> It's great. great. Good, smart man. Mouth, yes, very yes. smart don't, man. Don't don't agree to killing somebody, Mouth. There we go. Nope. Nope. Back away from the brook when yes. she is like this. Yes. Then Lucas comes home to find Karen picking out a dress as she tells him she's going to chaperone the prom tonight with Dan as her date. And Lucas is in disbelief and she tells him, fine, she can just stay home since that's what she's done for the last 17 years. Oof. Uh-huh. There's a Lena. lot of passive aggressive saltiness this episode. Oh, yeah. From a lot of different people. Yep. Like a lot. There's a lot of aggressive aggressive saltiness. <laughs> also <Yes>. that. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yeah, Karen's better than this. I'm blaming this again on the pregnancy hormones. Karen's better than this. Yep. Yeah. So then Nathan comes over to Dan's to find Dan practicing his dance skills. And it's as funny as that sentence actually sounds. Yes, Dan cannot dance. And Nathan even comments and says, now I know where I didn't get my ability to dance. (laughs) And Nathan tells Dan about everything. And when Dan tells him he should not write the list under any circumstances. We immediately hard cut to Nathan going to Haley and saying, fine, I'll write the list. Doing the opposite <laughs> of what Dan would do because that's the smart thing to do. Yep. Right? Right? Wrong. Because Haley's like, no, that's not what I wanted you to do. She says she didn't want him to have to write the list at all in the first place. So can you just write the list as more than do what I ask? And she's very frantic and hormonal and she runs off. <laughs> Now that part was because of the pregnancy hormones. Yes. 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 I also I, just love the the consistency of Nathan going and asking his dad for advice and then promptly doing the opposite of whatever Dan tells him to do. It's, yes. I think that's a very smart Oh, that's a very I smart don't disagree. Do. It's just so yeah. funny that cuz this isn't the first time that Nathan like yeah. this season, I don't think. Yeah. So I'm really, I'm like, really Dad, into this. Do? What would Dan do? Great. I'm going to do the opposite. Yep. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Yes. Well, yeah. yeah, because no matter Nathan does stand up for Dan later in the episode and no matter how much Dan has potentially changed, whatever, quote unquote, don't believe it for a fucking second. Uh, he's still Dan Scott and we know not to do anything that he endorses. So <laughs> Yes. I like that both can be true within Nathan Scott. Like, he's changed. He's trying. Also, never take his advice. Mm-hmm. 
Yep. Then um, we go back to school where we see Chase finally come and talk to Brooke and says he's sorry he ran off. He just needed a little time to think. And he tells her that what she did um, reminds him too much of his past with his girlfriend and his best friend. Um, Because basically, if you don't remember, Chase's girlfriend cheated on him with his best friend behind his back, a la what Peyton and Lucas did to Brooke, what Brooke and Nathan did to Peyton. So it's a whole, yeah, everyone did that to each other. And he says it's, um, he tells her that he'll go to prom with her, but after that, they're done. He's breaking up with her. And Brooke says, well, they can just be done now since she doesn't want to go to prom with someone who doesn't want to be with her. And he tells her that, you know, he says that she told him that there were no more surprises and apologizes to her before he leaves. Yeah. And I'm sad. But like, super I get valid. It, but I'm yeah. sad. Oh, yeah. I mean, it bums me out. But also, are we surprised? No. Is this a series wrap on Chase? Interesting. That's an interesting question, Jesse. Mm-hmm. Thank you. I'm very smart. You are. <laughs> anyway, then we get Brooke coming over to Peyton's and immediately starts banging on her door. And Peyton comes out and Brooke tells her that Chase broke up with her. And Brooke defends herself by saying that it meant nothing between her and Nathan and that Lucas and Peyton had this emotional affair behind her back. And Peyton rebuttals saying that it matters to her and it matters to Chase, obviously. And she thought she was the one who ruined their friendship. But Peyton says it was Brooke who did it a long time ago and that they were never friends. And she slams the door in Brooke's face. Yep. It's all just ugly. It's just ugly fighting. But at least they're like, like fighting, right? Like it's better well, the, than the cold. The cold war is over. They brought out the nukes. Oh, it's hot now. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, the nuke was the sex tape. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Like Brooke or someone drunkenly leaned on the button at the party. Uh-huh. This nuke was never meant to be deployed. <laughs> someone right. got wasted and accidentally dialed the number on the red phone. And yeah. uh, like, whoops. My <laughs> well, money's to be on fair, death. the title of the tape was Nathan Scores. Yep. And it this starts as a basketball montage. Yeah. Like so, I said, like I said, they didn't mean to deploy it. <laughs> what? Nope. No. Oh, God. Was it Bevan who accidentally leaned on the button? I don't Probably. think so. No. Because okay. why would Bevan want to watch basketball montages? I don't know. Actually, you know, the funny one is who actually put the tape in with skills. <laughs> yep. It was. Yeah, it was skills, mouth and Eek. Haley. It was skills, mouth and Haley who put the tape in. Oh, dear. Yep. <laughs> anyway, moving on from that, Nathan comes over to Lucas's on the apology tour and he starts to apologize and everything. He's like, but we're cool, right? And Lucas is like, yeah, we're totally cool. I knew you were an ass back then. It's great. It's yep. great. The brothers. And he even other, goes, right? I'm just glad it wasn't Peyton. Right? Yeah. And then he's like, wait, could it have been Peyton? And Nathan doesn't say no. Right? Peyton says, I've destroyed all of my tapes. That's not a no, my friend. Right? <laughs> no, yes. not he's destroyed all of them. Haley, Haley. has destroyed all of them. Yes. <laughs> and also, yes. I think it, we talked about this last week when when Peyton and Lucas were upstairs hooking up and they hear that like someone yell, oh my God, it's Nathan and Peyton having sex. And the Peyton way freaks Peyton, out. Peyton, 
Yeah, the way Peyton panics leads me to believe that it's possible. Oh, yeah. I mean, he did have that camera set up, and Peyton was his girlfriend at the time, so I would not put it past either one of them that that was a fate. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Uh, Yeah. Yeesh. So, anyway. um, Yes. And then Lucas then tells him about Dan and Karen going to prom together, and Nathan says um, he's not really surprised, and if Karen is willing to give Dan a second chance, maybe Lucas should, too, because... Nathan's realized that lately Dan has been actually really good with the whole Dante thing and taking the fall for him and everything else. So Nathan's like, maybe second chances need to happen. And he also reminds Lucas that Karen is smart and it is her life to live. Yeah, but this is bad, not smart decision. (laughs) But she's also an adult. I know she's an adult, but it doesn't mean I like her decisions. Exactly. Yes. So then uh, we go to Skills and Mouth, who are at the river court. And Skills tells Mouth he can't just not go to prom because Shelly isn't going with him anymore. And Skills tries to convince him that Shelly is not the girl for him because she broke up with him. And he should just go to prom with his friends because, you know, like Junk and Fergie, they're going by themselves. So it's fine. He should just go with his friends. And Mouth is like, I never want to hear the word friend ever again because that's what I'm always called. It's always I'm always referred to. He says it's going to even probably be on his grave. Here lies Mouth. He was a good friend. And Skill says, yeah. And there'll probably be a ton of people there because everybody loves him. And he says, besides, it's better than here lies mouth. He was a jackass. <laughs> I love skills and the levity mm-hmm. that he brings to everyone else. Like he is the voice of reason. And I skills, love that for him. Skills brings the levity and the good advice all yeah. at the same time. Yeah, exactly. Like he's got a, He's got a special talent for it, which I appreciate. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And yeah. he just like, I don't know. He just... <sighs> He's like the dad friend, mm-hmm. which He's great I love that for him. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I, I, we've talked about it so many times before, but I love how, like the energy he brings to the show now that he is a regular cast member. Yeah. So then we go back to Brooke, who is angrily packing up a bag for some reason. When Rachel comes home, Brooke explains to her that Chase broke up with her. And they trade insults for a bit about things because that's how they communicate until Rachel tells her that she got expelled and she thinks that Turner might be gay. (laughs) Yep. Yes, because clearly a man who's not interested in a student is obviously gay and not just in possession of a moral compass. (laughs) I mean, it's fine. It's fine. So they then, don't meet many adult men in this town with a moral compass. They really, do, they really don't, though. <laughs> especially when it comes to Rachel. Especially right. when it comes to Rachel, they don't. No. That is very true. Yeah. So then Lucas comes over to Nathan and Haley's, and he catches Haley with the video camera. And he jokes about, are we wanting to get in revenge on Nathan or something? And Haley immediately cringes and goes, ew, no, I'm just cleaning up. <laughs> And they talk about how they used to think it'd be so cool to hang out with the popular kids. And Haley's like, no, I think that was just you, Mr. Lucas Sawyer. And he's like, hey, someone wrote that on my notebook. Sure, they did, Lucas. Sure, Lucas Sawyer. Sure. How progressive, though. Taking her last name. Right? Dang. You knew what he was about. Uh Feminist icon, Lucas Scott. (laughs) (laughs) I'll go with it. Moving on. Um, Haley then asks how Peyton's doing. 
And he's like, she's doing okay. And she's like, well, are you being nice to her? And he's like, yes, I'm being nice. He's like, well, you should do better because, you know, he needs to try harder and remind her that he's nothing like her ex-boyfriend. And Lucas quickly rebuttals and says, yeah, but for the record, Nathan is also nothing like Peyton's ex-boyfriend. And Haley just goes, noted. (laughs) Sweet. I really liked that. Their best friend talks are because he's. I mean, he's truly well, but just that line about Nathan and like acknowledging that he's truly come that far. Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. It was just I really and it coming from Lucas was also just very nice. Yes, yes. Well, I think Lucas is the only one that was going to break through her pregnancy hormone anger fog. You know, like. No one else except maybe Karen, but Karen's not involved in this. Like, Lucas is the only person involved that could break through her anger haze mm-hmm. at, at this point. Yeah. So then um, we go to Mouth, who comes over to Rachel's after he hears that she got expelled. And she's packing to leave to go see her family. Actually, she's like, this is what I get. I get expelled from school. I actually get to see my family. So that's great. And she tells him that she's sparing everybody all the goodbyes and she's leaving tonight because, you know, she goes through the list of everybody that she's wronged. Haley, Nathan, Lucas, uh, the entire tree Hill high school, all of them. She's done something too. Cause she's Rachel and she's like, yeah, they're not going to miss me. So I'm just leaving tonight. And mouth is sad that she's missing prom and she says, you know, you're not going to miss me with your, your new hot clean teen girlfriend. And he says they broke up and immediately Rachel goes, I never liked her, (laughs) which I think is adorable and sweet. And I love her for it. I think it's great. Oh yeah. Um, Perfect. Perfect response. uh, uh, And then mouth says that um, he's sad because he would have liked to have had one last dance with her because the last time they danced, it was after the school shooting and he would like to erase that dance and how it ended. And Rachel says me too. And she says she didn't leave many great memories behind. And mouth says she left some pretty good ones for him. And I love that. I love this conversation between the two of them. Cause we haven't gotten Mitch mouth and Rachel this, like really the second half of this middle part of the season at all. Mm-hmm. But there, I think we all, I mean, it made me forget for a hot second how good of friends they actually are yeah, and how much they really mean to each other. Yeah, we haven't had any good, like, Mouth and Rachel quality time since season three. Yeah. yeah. Because the beginning of season four was all Rachel Cooper, and huh? she didn't want anything really to do with Mouth at that point mm-hmm. in time. And then, yeah. And, and then, then by Mouth, the time she wanted something to do with Mouth, he was dating Gigi. Right. Mm-hmm. And then he was making out with Shelly. Yeah. And, and it was really the, the plot device. Rachel was a plot device more so this season for Brooke as a companion because Brooke didn't have anybody else. Right. So and it's it's so it's sad. But this I love this little scene they have because it does just solidify. And it's the Rachel that I love because Rachel, I know, is problematic and she's a pain in the ass. But there's a heart underneath all of that awfulness. And it's shown with mouth in this. And I really, really like it. Yeah, this entire episode, you really see like, oh, Rachel is the worst, like self-described as the worst. Uh, But she's trying in her own weird, bad not she effective ha- way. Yeah, she has a heart of gold under all that plastic surgery, narcissism, and 
awfulness. Right. Yeah. Yeah. There's a heart of gold under there somewhere. It's buried. Yeah. Yeah. It, it's like the Grinch heart. It's 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 like two sizes too small, but it's trying. <laughs> yeah. So then. Oh, God. OK. Then we get Brooke coming over to Peyton's with a bunch of eggs and she starts <laughs> egging Peyton's house. And the look on Peyton's face when she looks out the window and sees Brooke is just like, what the Murderous. fuck is going on? Like, yeah, she's so pissed. And she storms out and she's like, you are egging my house? And Brooke says, yes, because I want my dress back. The guy at the store described you all the way down to your bony ass. <laughs> and then Brooke starts yelling at Peyton, repeating what Peyton said about they them never really being friends. And she's like, fine, we were never really friends, really? Then fine. And she throws... Um, the posh spice mug that Peyton made for her and it shatters in a million pieces on Peyton's front porch. She also throws the framed picture she had of Peyton and Lucas on Brooke's 18th birthday together that she took um, and throws that at her until Peyton then runs after Brooke and tackles her to the ground. <laughs> she does not just tackle Brooke to the ground. She lifts her up and then throws her down. And yep. also... <laughs> Did either of you notice that this entire scene, Brooke's not wearing shoes? Yep. No. Yeah. <laughs> I did it. Like, yeah. I had to go back and rewatch it because I noticed after the fight when she, like, when they're, like, on the ground that her that her shoes are gone. And then I was like, wait, did her shoes get knocked off? And so I rewound. And when Peyton picks her up, Brooke is not wearing shoes. <laughs> Maybe maybe she knocked her on her ass so hard her old navy flip flops fell off. She was wearing socks. It's been no. That's how I noticed. Oh, Oh, she's wearing socks. She's wearing socks. She's she's in her sock feet, standing in Peyton's front yard, (laughs) throwing eggs. The girl is going through it. Wow. This is also the episode where we realize slash are reminded that Peyton has been training on that boxing dummy alone in her bedroom Uh and no one knows how hard she can kick ass now. (laughs) Yes, absolutely. But it's funny because she, she throws Brooke to the ground and then they have a really bad cat fight where they don't actually like make contact with each other. They just like have the little like spit spat their arms wave and they yell, get off me, get off me. And then they roll over and the other one says, get off me, get off me. Until. Um, isn't Ro- Peyton just trying to like pin her to the ground? Yes. Yeah. yeah. So and I so, think Brooke is just flailing and being uncooperative. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Let so they me pin for- you. God damn it. <laughs> so then they do that for a little bit until Brooke tells her to let her go since she has no prom date and no dress. And no boy that she loves. And Peyton is the one with the guy she loves. And she's going to prom. So she wins. Peyton, you win. You win. And she asks her, why do you even care anymore about any of this? And Peyton gets up and tearfully tells her that this has been one of the worst years of her life. And she needed her best friend. But Brooke cut her out for being honest with her. And she continues and says that Brooke made fun of her mom's death. And she says that, you know, Brooke knew her mom and she cried with Peyton when her mom died. But now she uses her mom as a punchline to hurt her. And she says it used to hurt, but not anymore because they're done. And she says, yes, her mom is dead, but so is their friendship. And as far as Peyton is concerned, so is Brooke. Honestly, watching this scene hurts more than watching any breakup 
yep. in this entire show. It's a, well, it's a breakup in itself. Oh yeah. I mean, I know, but like but romantic, like it hurts more than any romantic breakup that we have yes. experienced on this show so far. Yes. And the longest relationship that we've seen on yeah, the show. That is true. You know? mm-hmm. Like yeah. it's 16 like, years of friendship. Yeah. yeah. You know, I also yeah. want to talk about the fact that when, um, it was one of the very first episodes of drama Queens. They had Paul on and they talked about how they used to love when Paul would direct because it was always so fun. And they referenced that scene mm-hmm. because he just let them go and mm-hmm. was just like, and just like, didn't say cut. He just like, let it kept keep going. And I guess one of them like actually like got kind of hurt mm-hmm. <laughs> because of it. Cause he was just like, Oh, you guys are fine. Just go. <laughs> yep. God. I do think that this is the second Paul Johansson directed episode that makes like my top five. I would have to go back and look at my notes, but I feel like I have enjoyed every episode he's directed. He's a great director he and he does great work director. on this show. Yeah, when I just. Directed. I know, like, directing is not writing and vice versa, but I do think directing has a lot to do with, like, the mood of the episode and, like, helping the act, you know, obviously helping the actors take the words on the page and, like, bring them to life, right? That's the whole thing. Uh, But I think Paul Johansson has such, like, a clever, like, way of finding humor, even in dramatic moments, Mm -hmm. that make them feel real. Yeah, like... I yeah, I just I love it when he directs. I hate Dan Scott. I love Paul Johansson. That's, um, that's the general that's, consensus. That, yeah, 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 that's yeah, every yeah. that's Across everybody. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. And yeah. I mean, it's the same thing they always talk about. It's like it's it's like when family, it's family is there. It's just family there that that week that they did the episode. It's the same when Moira directs an episode or something. You know, it's just mm-hmm. yeah. they have just family. They know each other. They can play. They can have fun. They're not worried about anything beyond just right. doing the work, which is great. And yeah. I love it. Yeah. It's and it's also nice too because when you know when Paul or Moira is in charge, like Peyton or Peyton, Hillary and Sophia and Haley, I'm doing great. Hillary, <laughs> Sophia, and Joy have said in past that it was always nice when they directed because you know who was going to behave, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and so it just it made it a better environment. Yeah. Yep. Which love that for them. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like and it will, and it, it shows yeah. in the work because there's a reason that most of our favorite episodes, I guarantee you, if we trace it back, most of our favorite episodes lately have been directed by Moira or Paul or Paul. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I would. Yeah, I would. I would bet on that. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. So then moving on, um, it's a little while later and Lucas comes over to Peyton's and apologizes to her and asks if they can just put all of this behind them and just go to prom. And Peyton says she's not going. And he says, why did something else happen? And Peyton lies to him as far as I'm concerned. And she says, no, nothing else happened. And I'm like, you're fibbing to your boyfriend here because something definitely happened between you and Brooke, but it's fine. And she just says she, she can't go. She's, she can't go to prom. And Lucas says she might regret not going and tells her that he's going to come over later to pick her up. And he knows that if she opens the door, she's going to look beautiful and they're going to have a wonderful night. And if not, he guesses he's going to just go to prom alone. And that makes her she turned her back to him on the bed and is still curled up and crying a little bit. But she smiles at that through her tears. And it's very sweet. Yeah. 
Mm-hmm. But also, I don't blame her for lying to him. No, no, because I don't think he she could explain what happened to him the right way anyways and <sighs> what it's doing to her. Yeah, and also, she has no idea whose side he would have taken. Yep. <laughs> like, I was just going to say, well, like, there's would that. he have defended Brooke? Right. Doubtful. I, I don't think he would have defended Brooke in that, because Brooke started it. I mean, Brooke started egging Peyton's house. Yeah. Granted, it's because Brooke stole, Pey- or Peyton stole Brooke's dress, but I digress. Brooke slept with Nathan. Moving on. <laughs> then nathan comes to Haley and says he made a list but it's not the list that she asked for it is the list of every girl he's ever loved and he says it's an important list because it's just her name on it because she's the only one and the other list would have been garbage and Haley's like that's really sweet but i still want the other list and nathan knew exactly that she would want the other list <laughs> So he gives her the other list and walks off. Uh, the man knows his wife. He uh, does. And really. I'm also really disappointed that we never got to see her open the second list. Because my personal headcanon of what that list said was just, I love you. And nothing yeah. else. Well, I don't I, think he actually wrote it. I think he it was just like what he knew she wanted to hear. And that she probably, and he knew she wouldn't read it anyway. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But if she did, instead yep. of hurting her further, he would have done something sweet. Yeah. No, yeah, I, I absolutely do not think he wrote that list. But I also think it's because he knew she wouldn't open it. Like, you know, yeah. uh, because she thinks she wants it. But as soon as it's in her hand, she doesn't want it. So, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. So then uh, back at Brooke and Rachel's, Brooke feels awful that Rachel got punished for something that Brooke did. But Rachel admits that she basically forced her into cheating and she had so much more to lose with all of this with the close of her bros deal. And Rachel tells her that she did it because Brooke is her friend and she wants her to do something for her because she's her friend and make things right with Peyton. And Brooke tells her Peyton says she was dead to her. But Rachel says that Brooke knows she's in the wrong in this and she needs to fix it. And she tells her to work it out because she doesn't want to end up being the girl with no friends. Trust her. It's no fun. Mm. Some wise yeah. words from Rachel Gatina, ladies and gentlemen. Yep. And then she also says um, that clean teens suck because Shelly broke up with mouth and now Chase broke up with Brooke and their new slogan should be we break hearts, not hymens. <laughs> which is great, which is great. It's so gross, but so funny. <laughs> yes. Yes, it's great. It's great. And Brooke, it's news to Brooke that Shelly broke up with Mouth, and she's upset that Mouth didn't tell her that Shelly broke up with him while they while she just saw him. And Rachel says it's probably because he didn't want to pile on all of with everything going on because Peyton, you know, piled on her face. <laughs> and Rachel and Brooke say their goodbyes to each other as Rachel's car pulls up in the drive to pick her up. And they say their goodbyes by calling each other a cheating whore and a crazy bitch. Which, quite frankly, is the only way that Brooke and Rachel could actually ever say goodbye to each other. It's their love language. It really is. Insults insults are their love language. Slut shamey insults are their love language. Yep. Yep. Um, and Brooke apologizes again for getting Rachel expelled. And then Brooke says she's going to miss her. And Rachel says you too, and starts to walk out the door, but not before she drops her bag and gives Brooke one last big hug. And then Rachel leaves. 
I love this moment between the two of them. It's yeah. Yeah. Again, it's the same thing with like the Rachel mouse stuff as problematic as Rachel is and how much we mostly don't like her. She was a really good friend to Brooke when it mattered and has been there for Brooke this entire season. She's also been the only person that has been unapologetically honest with Brooke Mm -hmm. the entire time that they've known each other. Because this, I mean, even when like in this scene when she's talking about, you know, you're in the wrong here, you need to go fix it. Like this isn't the first time that Rachel has sided with Peyton. And it's just like, I I don't think anybody else could be that honest with her without getting, you know, the cold shoulder from Brooke. Well, and it does feel, and I feel like, it feels like to me this entire season, rewatching it again this time, it feels like Brooke is kind of in her own exile of the rest of the group because of what she's cut Peyton out, which then in turn cuts Lucas out. And then also she's not really hanging out with Haley or Nathan all that much at all. So it's really been Brooke and Rachel as this duo for the majority of this season being, you know, their own little Laverne and Shirley off in the corner doing wacky zany shit, wearing cat suits, joining clean teens and stealing tests. And it's nice to see that what started out of a bitter, bitter hatred for each other and a bitter rivalry that turned into sort of, you know, animosity into indifference into Rachel inviting Brooke to stay with her to them becoming actually really, really good friends and kind of bringing out, bringing out the worst in each other, but also kind of the best in each other in some ways, which has been nice to see. They bring out the best in each other in that after they bring out the worst in each other, they will sit there and go, okay, but that was a really shitty thing you just did. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, yes. Um, then we go to Lucas, um, who tells his mom that he should wear this dress that he picks out for her from the litany of dresses she had in her closet. And he apologizes to her for freaking out about her going to prom. And Karen understands because she says, I freaked out also as well a a few times when I was asked. And Lucas says he doesn't want her to get hurt to get hurt. But if she wants to go, she should. And Karen reassures him and tells him she'll be fine. And Lucas says, okay, but no slow dances. <laughs> Love it. Love it. Yes. Then we go back to Peyton, who is taking out her anger on her boxing dummy. When Nathan picks the worst time to come apologize to Peyton. Cause the first thing out of his mouth is, is, is the dummy named Nathan. <laughs> And he starts to immediately apologize, but Peyton just stops him and says, why? Why, Brooke, did he hate her that much? And Nathan says, no, it's because he was just an awful jerk. And he did it because Brooke was drunk and he was a jerk. There's no other rhyme or reason about it. And Peyton tells him, you know, fine, then screw you, whatever. Um, He says, but when I'll see you at prom, and she's like, I'm not going to prom because I don't care. And Nathan tells her that's wrong because you do care. Because you know Lucas loves you, so you care about him and you care that he wants to go to prom. And deep down, you still care about Brooke and you care about me because you love both of us. So you need to face it that you care about us all and we'll see you at prom tonight. Yeah, this is like the the second time in however many episodes that because she during that uh, the school assignment episode again the class Uh assignment episode where she's like i'm a loner 
and uh uh what's her face the glenda Glenda is like uh you're a prom queen shut your fucking mouth you know and like peyton tries to paint herself as this like yeah this like dark loner no friends like she's had the worst year but she has people in her life who care about her a lot Mm -hmm. and uh it's just interesting that this is the second time in however many weeks that like it's been pointed out to her that she's not alone in all of this. Well, and I also I also love the fact that it's Nathan who's the one mm-hmm. who calls her out on the person she's known the longest besides Brooke about all of this and basically says, I know the reason you're so upset is because you care so much about all of us in one way or another. So admit that you care, admit that you love us all, and we'll figure it out. And I kind of love that, that he's just kind of like how she did for him as well. She gave him the hard truth during that school assignment episode about how, you know, you need to worry about your dreams as well. You don't want to end up bitter like Dan. He's giving her the hard truth about, you know, nope, you actually care. So act like you care and actually do it. Right. It's kind of the like same but opposite advice. You know, Mm -hmm. it's like she's like, you care too much. You need to look at yourself every once in a while. And he's like you need to just realize you care. It's You need you to know. act like you care. Right, mm-hmm. yeah. yeah. And I think, too, with this whole idea of Peyton seeing herself as a loner who has no friends, it speaks a lot to her mental health. Mm-hmm. Yes. And how absolutely. depressed this girl is. Yeah. Because it's just like, I mean, even before Glenda was like, you're not a loner, like Peyton has always seen herself as the girl that everyone abandons. Mm-hmm. And that nobody wants around. And it's just, it's heartbreaking because it's like, I mean, even with like her inner thoughts, like that angel of like that goth angel of death, like that's what her inner thoughts look like. Mm-hmm. Right. And so it's just, it's so sad to see basically like depression personified mm-hmm. with her. And it's just, I, I'm glad and I'm glad that Nathan got through to her because when yeah. someone is that, depressed it's hard well and i'm also glad to pull them out yeah i'm also glad Mm -hmm. that the show finally this episode like recognizes that in peyton like for the longest time for the last two seasons it's just been let's pile all this shit on peyton to make her cry and give her an emotional storyline because that's what we've always done with another dead mom a stalker uh another brother like all of this stuff piled on jake leaving exactly jake leaving jesse's still not over it sorry (laughs) well not over it never over it to be fair she also broke jake's heart so yeah that's true (laughs) she did in fact break jake jake's heart yes but yeah it's nice to see that they're actually like putting acknowledging all of that stuff on top of her and what it's actually done to peyton in the long run making her acknowledge it because Mm -hmm. she's been pretty quiet about the way brooke has been treating her and been kind of just sitting down and taking it And like, so this confrontation that they had earlier in the episode, like that's the first time that Peyton has ever gone off on Brooke Mm -hmm. in an entire year. Well, because Peyton's been feeling guilty. Like, I feel like this revelation that Brooke slept with Nathan was like Peyton's like, uh, it was the lock to Peyton's chains that she had binded by which was her guilt of like, oh, I did this. I ruined our friendship. And as soon as that happened, the lock clicked on those chains and she was set free and like, nope, I didn't do it. You did, bitch. 
Right. It was like deliverance from Mm -hmm. all of this guilt she was putting on herself. And she's like, no, I'm done. Fuck this. Like, Mm -hmm. I'm not the only one at fault here. Yeah. Which good for her. Yeah. Yeah. So after she talks to Nathan, Brooke gets a uh, ring at her doorbell. And she comes out to see her prom dress delivered to her door anonymously. We know it was Peyton, but it's fine. Um, Then we see Mouth, Junk, Fergie, Skills, and Bevan are all hanging out at the river court in the prom formals before going to prom. And Brooke, they're pre-gaming. They're pre-gaming. <laughs> there was a they're flask. Pre-gaming. Yep, there yep. was. That there was. And Brooke shows up in her prom dress and asks Mouth to prom. And asks, and Mouth asks, what about Chase? And Skills is like, don't ask about Chase, fool. <laughs> uh, and Mouth just says he'd be honored. And Brooke says this they'll made be. made me a- cry. It's so cute. I, and Brooke- I genuinely teared up. I was like, <laughs> because let's be honest here. Deep down, Brooke is who Mouth wanted to go to prom with. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Forever. For always. For- forever for always. Yeah. Yes. So I love I love that this was how it ended for him. Yeah. yeah. And, and honestly, thing- deep down, uh time capsule Brooke. Mouth is who Brooke wants to go to prom with, too. Mm-hmm. That's true. That is very true. Yep. Can we also talk about the fact that instead of forcing skills to share a limo with and go to a party with all the cheerleaders and all their prom days, she is at the river court with his boys. Yep. That is a yeah. queen. Yeah. Like, that, Get it, Bevan. Get like it, Bevan. Straight up queen energy. She's like, listen, baby, I know these are your besties. I know they don't have dates. Let's go put pregame at the river court. Like, yeah, queen I shit. Mean, <laughs> Bevan wants to be one of the guys. We know That's this true. about her now. That is true. We do know this about her now. Yeah. Basketball season, season's over. She's fucking tired of the cheerleaders now. She's going to hang out with the guys. <laughs> yep. Love that for her. Yeah, but my favorite is Brooke says that her and uh, Mouth are going to be a not-so-clean couple at the prom. And <laughs> Skills does say something to Mouth about, see what being friends is like. And Mouth's like, who says we're going as friends? And <laughs> Brooke's like, what? He's like, just go with it. She's like, okay. Was this the scene that started with Mouth saying, uh, like, I, I thought I'd lose my virginity to my prom date, not my prom date to my virginity or something like that? When did he say that? When they're was, walking into prom. Okay. Yeah. yeah, he says it a little bit later, but it's great. Oh, my oh. God. Yes. So then um, we get Haley, who is sitting on the couch at home, debating on whether she needs to read Nathan's list of people he slept with. She hasn't opened it yet when Deb comes in and first thanks her for her and Nathan moving in and helping her with getting sober and being there for her. And Deb also says that if Nathan did something dumb, it was probably her fault. And Haley's like, I highly doubt it. But Deb explains <laughs> that, you know, growing up, Nathan's only role models were a spineless alcoholic mother and a controlling, overbearing father. And it doesn't excuse what he's done, but the man he is today is because of Haley. And she thanked her for that and said that maybe the grace that you've granted Nathan can, you know, be brought full circle for him and everything like that, which is very sweet for Deb. Again, we love a sober Deb. We stand a sober Queen Deb. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yes. Amen. Yes. Then, um, then we get a really funny, awkward situation of Lucas and Dan waiting in the <laughs> living room for Karen to get ready. And she comes out. And of course, 
she looks great because it's fucking Moira Kelly and she's amazing. And as they leave, Lucas says, have a good time at prom, mom, dad. Hated it. When I tell you I screamed and yelled and kicked and threw a whole ass fit about that word, that one word in this episode. What word is that, Jesse? No. Mm -mm. Dad? I hate it. I hate it. Yep. So Last then, time Nate, he called Dan Scott dad was when he was being blackmailed with heart medication. And uh, oh, we should not forget that fact. That word is no, we weaponized in this television show. <sighs> Can I move on? Yes, please. Yes, what happens next okay. on One Tree Hill? Then we go to Nathan, who is waiting for Haley to get ready. And of course, when she emerges, she looks fantastic in her maternity prom dress. That in her Maurice's maternity prom dress. (laughs) Yes, that Nathan had to strip down for. And she also shows him that she is no longer wearing her boot with her for a broken foot, leg, whatever the hell she had. Because I have a problem with this. Okay, I've I've hurt myself quite a bit. Uh, not to brag, I'm very clumsy. Uh-huh. Um, especially at my ankles, my legs fall down all the time, hurt, ouch. Never broken anything, but I will tell you, I sprained my ankle the worst I've ever hurt myself, like, 12 years ago, and I just this year started to be able to wear high heels again. Uh, that bitch has heels on three minutes after she took her boot off. I don't think so. <laughs> I'm just going to tell you just a slight spoiler. This doesn't last long for Haley. No, it does not. Good. This bites her in I the hope ass, she doesn't, just so you're aware. Good. I hope she doesn't hurt herself more, but good. Like, <laughs> this is the dumbest shit. It's like... She doesn't hurt herself more, but she does come to regret all of her life decisions up until that moment. Yeah. So, okay. But also, why would you wear heels while you're pregnant? Also that, that. does not sound like a good time to me. I mean, not that I've ever been pregnant, so I wouldn't know, but it doesn't sound like a good time. No, everything I've heard and seen is your feet are swollen, like blood is in places in your body it shouldn't be, you're full of hormones, high heels are the bottom of the list. Mm-hmm. Yeah. When and you're I on was a television really... show on the CW, pregnant girls wear heels. Well, no, fine, no. I'll allow it. I was also looking forward to a Bella and Edward moment at prom where (laughs) she wore her one Converse shoe and her boot and he drug her around the dance floor on his feet. Like I, I was really looking forward to that. Yeah. So she comes out and she says, well, that was my surprise last night, but you gave us a bigger surprise last night. And he's like, okay, fair enough. And he asks if she read the list and she tells him she only read the list that was written by the man she fell in love with, not the boy he used to be. And she kisses him and he's like, Haley, we're going to be late to prom. And she's like, who cares if we're a little late? And then she keeps smooching him. Hell yeah. And it's adorable. Get it. She wasn't already pregnant. She would be now. Uh-huh. Yes. Then um, we start our montage here a little bit with everyone making their way to prom. Karen and Dan, Bevan and Skills, Junk and Fergie, who uh, Fergie's like, or no, it's Junk, who's like, dude, don't stand so close to me. They're going to think we're a couple. And Fergie's like, you could never get with all this Fergaliciousness. <laughs> get it, Fergie. What I loved even more is he said that. And then Junk goes, did you just? 
Uh-huh. And he's like, yeah, and I hated it. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Yep. It was almost a no homo moment. And then Fergie uh-huh. saved it. <laughs> like, yep. yep. Uh, God. Yeah. They're great. They're great. And then uh, Brooke and Mouth come into prom. Well, yes. Well, Mouth says his legendary line. What was it? Jesse? Uh, I thought I would lose my virginity to my prom date, not my prom date to my virginity. <laughs> yep. There it is. There it is. And as they're talking, they come into a black light that's at the dance and Brooke's dress across the front of her dress is the word whore painted across it. And Brooke at first looks like she's very upset, but it turns out, no, Brooke's actually very excited and happy because to Brooke, she knows that this means that Peyton still cares. Because slut shamey insults are the only love language she understands. Yes. Yes. So then uh, we see Nathan and Haley are getting ready to leave for prom when Deb stops them and tells them, wait, 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 I got to go get my camera. And Nathan's like, I'm really sorry about this. And Haley's like, oh, no, I broke the hell out of that camera. <laughs> and then She's we be see looking for that camera for a long time. <laughs> yep. Then we see Lucas getting ready for prom and driving to Peyton's house. We see Rachel. Getting ready to and board. And f- everyone keeping track at home. This is when the dread starts building in old Jessikins, right about here. <laughs> uh oh. Oh no. I wonder why. Because oh, no. I then, was told I needed a chaperone to watch these two episodes. <laughs> yes, but Rachel is getting ready to board her flight, and she looks at a picture on her phone of her and Mouth longingly. And the final scene is of Peyton coming down the stairs in a beautiful white prom dress. The doorbell rings and she opens it and says, Lucas. And Lucas. a blonde haired person turns around and it is not Lucas, but it is Derek. And he says, hi, Peyton, and punches her in the face. And the episode ends. So that's the episode, kids. What did we think? I really liked it until I really didn't. <laughs> That's fair. Gentle listeners, just so you're aware, um, when Jesse watched this last part, she sent us a gift that basically was said, I have a bone to pick with you two. <laughs> yeah. yeah, we, yeah, knew, yeah we knew yeah, this was going to yeah, happen yeah, because yeah, we, yeah. we were prepared for this. We were prepared for this because yes. I've been waiting for this. Mm hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like genuinely have been waiting for it. We were we were actually supposed to record a few days ago and I have been telling my roommate who does not watch the show um about this saga that is about to begin and cuz she watched part of the next episode with me. Mm-hmm. And I was explaining that Jesse does not like scary things at all. Like n- not even a little bit. And nope. while I was watching the episode I was like, "Oh my god, Jesse is going to kill us." And I was like, I keep waiting for the text messages and they Uh haven't come. (laughs) Yep. So we've both been eagerly waiting. (laughs) Yes. So, yes, I like this episode a lot. Um, It's it's a great episode for a lot of reasons for me. I love all the Rachel scenes. I think this is probably my favorite episode with Rachel in it, honestly, Mm -hmm. um, because of how good. Rachel, and really how great uh, Danielle Ackles is in this episode. Her acting yeah. is great in it. She has some really sincere, witty, funny moments with with both Mouth and Brooke. And it's just the way they play off each other. It's great. Um, 
I love I love and hate the scenes with Brooke and Peyton because it's so hard to watch, but it's so good that it makes it hard to watch. Yeah, um, it's very well acted. Yes. Haley is hilarious. Haley yeah. is hilarious in this episode. I love it. Her freak out of, no, I didn't want you to have to write the list, so just write the list and do what I ask you to do. <laughs> my favorite. It's my favorite. Um, I wanted you to great. not have a list to write. It's like, what? Yeah, it makes what? no sense. No sense. <laughs> no, nonsense. Nonsense was made. Nonsense. Nonsense. Yes. Um, it's great. And like I said, it's, it's, I remember watching this episode live mm-hmm. and seeing that ending and going, what the fuck? Oh, I gasped. Like, because, Jesse, here's the thing. The yeah. reality was, if you watched this show live, you had to wait two months before the next episode. Because the CW decided to air Beauty and the Geek between these two episodes. Mm-hmm. I have a confession to make. Yes. You I, watched, I watched Beauty and the Geek. <laughs> You're part of the problem. Uh, I wouldn't say I, she's part of the problem. The problem was that the show existed to begin with. That's very true. Yes. And I blame the executives at the CW for many things, both past and present, because that yeah. television that television channel is going to hell in a handbasket. Oh, doggy. Clearly we are not endorsed by the CW. Uh, I don't think anything's going to be endorsed by them in a couple of years. Oh, Honestly, Hot take. I mean, accurate take, but yes, um, I like this episode, even with the horrible ending with Derek, crazy psycho Derek coming back. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's just. No, I, I also remember watching that live and like my jaw hitting the floor because it is yeah. because I mean, the. the the way, I mean, it's, they do it very well because it's truly the last three seconds and then they cut to black, like roll credits. And I think if they had done it any other way, it wouldn't have had the shock factor that it did. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, though I will say what's really funny is, and I caught it when I watched this episode. So Matt Barr is the actor who plays Derek or psycho Derek, scary Derek, whatever you want to call him. Mm -hmm. Um, He's listed in the opening credit, like not the opening credits, but in the the list of like the guest stars for that episode. He's listed there like front and center. Really? really? They didn't. Oh, I, I didn't even I, see I, that. I was shocked. I thought they would have kept him at the very end. You know, yeah. normally shows like that, they'll put it at the very end at the end credits, like, you know, guest starring blah, 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 to keep it a secret. They didn't for this for some stupid reason. I'm like, if anyone had looked at that and been like put two and two together, which obviously me at 17 did not. But yeah, like that would have ruined the surprise. Well, and the thing is, too, is I will say with this being a teen drama and with what happened at the end of last episode and at the beginning of this episode with all Mm -hmm. of that, I think that even if somebody flagged that in like Mm -hmm. the editing room, I feel like there's a pretty good, like there's a pretty good chance that the assumption was just made that nobody was going to pay attention because there was so much happening that nobody was going to be reading the opening credits. And also this was in the very, this was still in the very early ish stages of the internet. Mm -hmm. And at that point he hadn't done anything else to make him recognizable. That's very true. Yeah, so I don't, I don't, I don't know if how many people 
would have been able to pick his name without yeah, his that's face. what I'm saying. Also, I will I say they strategically well known enough that like yeah. even the One Tree Hill fans would have thought that he was that that like that this that that was an important name. And I will because, say I'm pretty sure his name popped up while Brooke and Nathan were hooking up and making the sex tape. There you so, go. Well, people, I mean, his people last were name distracted. Was Barr, so yeah. I would argue that you're probably correct. Yeah, because it's in alphabetical order. Yeah. Um, yeah. But yeah, I think that he was still enough of an unknown actor that the Tree Hill fans had not done the deep dive to figure out who the fuck he was. Yes. <laughs> because yes. they didn't care yet. Because he yep. was a villain and a temporary right. villain. Yeah. Or so yeah. we thought. Yeah. So um, Speaking of, or so we thought. Right? How yeah. you doing, Jesse? <laughs> Listen, I knew, okay. Just the implication that things were about to get scary and that like the end of this episode was going to tie into whatever the next episode was and it's episode 16 so obviously it has to be traumatizing uh, um mm-hmm. but uh i figured derek was gonna be back scary derek was gonna be back um so it like wasn't a shock but again it's that thing that I ran into um, book before Keith's death where you saw that he had more credits than what he originally was on. Well, no, it, it was that I have seen enough TV and in you don't spoil things for me, but you do give me a heads up if things are going to be hard for me to watch because you're good friends, even though you subject me to this television show. Um, True. So the the fact that you do give me these like heads up combined with being, a, you know, you've watched loyal, television before. loyal television watcher of 33 years. Uh, I figured out he was, I've, you know, I knew he was coming back. It was just yeah. a thing. But it adds to the dread. Mm-hmm. Knowing someone's going to come back, but not knowing how or when or what the outcome of that's going to be adds to the dread. So while I was having like a hee-hee-ha-ha good time this episode, uh, the entire time in the back of my head, I'm like, uh, what? No, where is he? Uh, Which is probably worse than just being surprised in the last three seconds like we were. Yeah, 100%. Because then the ending montage shows up and he hasn't shown his creepy little face. And now everything in that ending montage becomes sinister. Even if Mm -hmm. it isn't. Rachel's Mm -hmm. looking at a picture of Mouth and Rachel having a great time at prom. I'm like, oh. What does it mean? Everything is sinister if you know something's going to happen, but it you don't know when. Well, uh, not to mention, all of this is intertwined with Lucas getting ready for prom, and you assume it's Lucas because it cuts to his mantle where there's a photo of Peyton. Oh, fuck. I didn't even think about that. Yeah. yeah. Guess what, Jesse? That's not Lucas getting ready for prom. Was it Lucas? <laughs> No, it wasn't Lucas at all. The only shot of Lucas is him driving. Mm-hmm. Is this why Chad Michael Murray's hair is so stupid in this episode? Yeah. To try to make him look more like Scary Derek. Yep. I hate yep. it. It was a psych up. Yeah. His hair was, was distractingly stupid. 
Mm-hmm. Very stupid. Well, now you know why. <sighs> Does yeah. it go back to just so, like average levels of stupid next week, or is it still like scary Derek stupid? I can't remember. Yeah, I mean, I, I can because I, I watched the episode, but I know I don't. I wasn't paying that much attention to his hair. It changes again before the end of the season. He has of more hair it does. this episode, this season than any girl does the entire run of this show. I swear to God, he mm-hmm. already has. It's yeah. like, yeah. Um, but I will say I tried to look and find the promo for next week's episode to see what we had. But all I found is and I'm not going to subject you to it. I'm just going to read what it says. It says something like, let's say, will the time of their lives be the end of hers? Dot, dot, dot. It's intercut with. Scenes of them at prom, everybody at prom, and Peyton tied up in her basement. Cool. Great. Mm -hmm. I hate it. Listen, I wish this was the kind of teen television show where I only had to worry about which pregnant woman was going to go into labor at prom. I wish (laughs) that that's all I had to worry about for next week. Uh Uh-huh. But no! What do you have to worry about, Jesse? Peyton's fucking tied up in her basement by a crazy stalker guy. Oh, and did I mention he's got a knife? Of course he has a knife. <laughs> of course he has a knife. People in this reality can't stop se- selling the stalker weapons. They can't. They just can't help themselves. Here, have a taser. Have a big old knife. You need some rope? Cool. Going camping? <laughs> I cannot wait for next week. It's going to be great. I'm so mad that they took this like fun apology romp of an episode and like made it ruined your life in three seconds. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Now you know how we felt. And then we had to wait two goddamn months before we got any resolution. Yeah. Like I feel bad. Boo hoo. But you were watching this stupid show while it was airing. Like I don't feel that bad for you. <laughs> okay, you I'm don't sorry. need to take out your anger on us. We did nothing wrong to you. I know. I'm I sorry. mean, we kind of did. <laughs> I mean, we did, but still, you I was going to say, I think this is warranted. <laughs> this, this might be justified. This is my bone, and I am picking. Nope, can't say that. This is the bone I'm picking with. <laughs> wow. Okay. Um, anything else we want to add before we wrap this this episode up no I I don't think we do great so we're ending with Derek punching Peyton and then the promo of him tying her up with a knife great anyway thanks so much for listening guys as always don't forget to like rate and subscribe to the podcast it really does help us out in the long run if you rate us five stars and leave us a good review Um, thanks so much Um, follow us on social media we are everywhere you can find us at on wednesday's pod if you want to have a conversation or have a question comment concern um hit us up on instagram or facebook that's where we usually live around there and yeah we'll see you guys next week for another very fun episode don't lie to me you bitch Yes, it's another very fun episode of On Wednesdays We Watch Wonder Hill, which, fun fact, the the episode is called You Call It Madness, I Call It Love. Oh, yeah, I saw that. Oh, uh-huh. yeah. Uh-huh. Thanks, uh-huh. I hate uh-huh. it. Thanks, yeah. I hate yeah. it. Yeah, so we'll see you guys next week for that wonderful, fun-filled romp of an episode. We'll see you then, guys. Bye! Bye! Bye. Yeah. Yeah. Nope. Duck. Mm-mm. Duck. Duck. Duck.
Bitch. 